0: Well, in the first reading, the prophet Isaiah alludes to a time of peace and tranquility that God has in store for all of his people. In this new age, there will be no need for weapons, so he explains that our swords will be used to plow fields and our spears will be uh, beaten into pruning hooks. Okay, they'll be used to prune trees and things like that. And during this time, all people will walk. In the light of the Lord, all right, We'll all live according to God's commandments very freely. But this age of peace and tranquility, Isaiah says, comes after a period of God's judgment. Isaiah himself announced that the Lord will come to judge the nations. Now, a lot of people in the church, they don't like to hear about God's judgment but to ignore it would be to ignore an important theme in Scripture as well as an important theme in these readings. In the Gospel, Jesus teaches us that God's judgment will come as it did in the days of Noah. All right, in the days of Noah, many people actually experienced a lot of security. Right, it says that they were eating and drinking. All right? They had enough food, they had enough drink. no one was worried about those things. It says they were marrying. All right? Historically, people marrying is a sign that things are very secure. And yet God judged the people because they had stopped being faithful. The flood waters came at a time when they did not expect. The season of advent, which we begin today, is a preparation for the arrival of God into the world. All right, the first arrival of God in the world was the birth of Christ. All right, remember, our faith teaches us that Jesus was more than a nice man. It teaches us that Jesus was God who came down from heaven and became human. The story of his birth is important, and so it's important that we celebrate Christmas with great respect, which, of course, we do. But the season of Advent is also a time for us to prepare for Jesus' second time when he will judge the living and the dead. Advent is to be preparing to come when we least expect it. Now, even though he was writing well before a formal season of Advent was established, St. Paul urged the Romans to prepare for Christ's judgment. And he explains this preparation as a time of waking up. Now, if you're one of those people who's not a morning person, I think you'll understand what Paul is saying. All right? He's not speaking of this waking up as an easy experience for us. I remember growing up, I used to hate it when my mom would come into my room to wake me up for school. Of course, she'd turn the light on. That was the first thing that she would do. The, my eyes, you know, which hadn't been adjusted, were blinded by the light. So I'd bury my head under the covers trying to cling to the denial that I had to do something important. If I didn't wake up then, she'd rip the covers off of me, and I remember feeling that cold, all right? Sometimes, of course, I'd snap at her. I was not the nicest person at, you know, 6.30, 7 a.m., whenever it was. Well, preparing for judgment... All right, preparing for judgment, it means that we have to confront that our lives are not being lived as they ought. And that is like having someone turn the lights on when you're trying to sleep. We might want to remain in denial about the urgency of this. We might want to remain in denial that there's important things to do that we're not doing. So we might try to bury ourselves under the blankets of our sin. Having to turn away from the sins that bring us comfort, right? it's like someone ripping off the covers and having to face that cold blast of reality. It's not a comfortable feeling. Sometimes our reaction, again, is to hide from reality and pretend like we can be in denial forever. Other times we might lash out at the people trying to wake us up. Perhaps it's our parents or other family members But maybe we've also lashed out at priests and bishops who are the ones who are supposed to wake us up from the spiritual and moral slumber that we're tempted to embrace. Well, to prepare for judgment, we need to spend some time in prayer, doing what we call an examination of conscience. Okay, we need God to help us identify where our guilt is. What are the thoughts and attitudes we have that we would be embarrassed for other people to discover? You know, a great examination of conscience, and this works no matter how old you are, is there anything you're doing that you'd be ashamed and embarrassed if your grandmother found out about it? right, that's a good examination of conscience. That'll really uh, help tell you where your guilt is. All right? Where is our guilt, and what are the actions that we do that reinforce some of these attitudes? Here's another analogy for you. I was in St. Louis a few years ago, visiting my best friend and his family, and uh, we just did normal things, you know, not a ton of sightseeing, mostly just spending time together doing what they usually do. And we wound up going to a birthday party for a child of one of their friends, and I experienced for the first time in my life, hopefully the only time in my life, a tornado warning all right it was it was scary the The sky got darker than i 'd ever seen in the middle of the day i didn 't know the sky could get that dark, and the sirens started going off from the fire station uh, a block or two away and I looked at my friend and said, "Well, what are we supposed to do and he says. Well, now we all have to go into the basement. And I'll never forget our hostess. She was standing right there, and she started shaking, and she goes, You know how there's one room in your house that you don't want anybody to see? It's really messy. It's full of your junk. Actually, I have, I have no idea what that's like, because every room in my house is messy and full of junk. Uh, but anyway, that was her basement. Her basement that place she was embarrassed about where all of her junk was stored, a place she didn't want anybody to see. All right? She hadn't prepared. She prepared so much, okay? She had great food. The house was great. There were games for the kids. But she hadn't prepared for this crazy tornado warning that came out of the blue. And we all had to go into her basement to see this room, and she was so embarrassed, worried that we'd all be judging her. All right, well, that's what we're talking about. We need God to help us figure out where the mess is and let him clean it up. Where are those places inside of us that are messy that we don't want anyone else to see? Where are those areas where you feel guilt and shame and embarrassment? Those are the places that we need to address during Advent. But in order to address it, we need to wake up and face reality. We can't just bury our heads under the covers of sin. We can't just live in denial that these things are problems. We can't pretend like everything is great because if that is what we do, we're going to be very unprepared to face God's judgment. But if we wake up, go through the tough things, do the tough work, wake up, let God work in us, we'll have nothing to fear. We can look forward to a new era of peace that God will usher in when he returns to judge the living and the dead.